Welcome to Embedded Edge with Knitting, a podcast that brings to life the stories behind today's embedded systems, technologies, and products. It's the show where you'll hear from both engineers and executives on some of the most topical news and most pressing challenges in the world of embedded system design. Here's your host, Editor-in-Chief of Embedded.com, Nitin Dahad. Hello, I'm Nitin Dahad, and welcome to this edition of Embedded Edge with Nitin in which our focus is on embedded boards and solutions. In this episode, I'll be talking to two of the well-established companies in this area. In the first interview, I spoke to Jim Liu, CEO and founder of ADLink Technology. He explains the need for industry to start thinking beyond edge computing to what's called edge autonomy, where there would be more sharing of information and data between edge devices to create a shared intelligence, creating more autonomy at the edge. After that, you'll hear my conversation with Josh Pansidar, Managing Director of Advantech in Europe. He emphasizes the need for domain verticalization for the Internet of Things, or IoT. He explains why it's necessary for embedded system solution providers to provide solution-ready products co-created with systems integrators who have specific domain expertise. This is important because in IoT, he says, users often don't know what they want, so they need to be presented with ready-prepared solutions. So here is Jim Liu, CEO and founder of ADLink Technology. He starts off explaining the company's transition from an embedded computing business to an edge computing business and the need for edge autonomy. So the phase three is uh, just a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, we decided moving from the embedded business, embedded computing business, go to the edge computing business. Mm. Uh, this is, you know, most of the embedded business we call that is a automation. So they use the computer to support a, a different machinery or device uh, became more and more automations. But what is the big difference between the uh, embedded business and the edge computing is hmm. uh, you could find once you move from the embedded to go to edge, at the edge hmm. side, you need to talk about the autonomy or you need to talk about intelligence and you need to talk about the connectivity you need to share information for different device and how you can uh you know work make sure that all these different machine can collaboration or solidarity together mm. uh, normally once you build a embedded computer actually you only uh, your whole mindset, just think about the one machine. But once you go to the uh, the age, you need to consider is a swarm. So yes. uh, that is why, you know, uh, I would like to say AD Link could be the first embedded computing company focused on age. And uh, we are also very clear understand what we can help our customer is how we can help our customer from the automation to become a autonomy. 
So okay. uh, this is actually is our mission and is our value propositions. We talk about the future age computing is age autonomy. So what is age autonomy? Actually, you need to consider from two sides. One is how you can make every individual machine or robotics or even autonomous vehicle as smart as possible, or they can be auto autonomous. So this is what we call the core autonomy. So the core autonomy focus on a single machine, how to make this machine is smart and intelligent. Mm. But the you know only the individual or one machine smart or the machine to machine is smart is not enough. Yes, because that's right. If if you want to fix the efficiency issue, or if you want to get the benefit for effectiveness, you have to consider about the you know how you can make sure all this machine and the people and even your utility facility, they can connect together, they can co-work together. So that is what we call the swarm autonomy. That is the end of the age computing. So everybody is looking for, you know, how they can support the operation efficiency and get more and more benefit. So this is actually our, is our principles. If we talk about the core autonomies, the, you you need to consider about the mobility, because you will know the mobile, you know, mobility and every uh, device is going to uh, can movable, can you know, just like uh, uh, you know they can move. That is a one of the trends. The second one is you need to build more and more intelligence inside these machines and also this machine have to make sure they make the right decision and take the right actions so this is from the core autonomist but if hmm. we move to this one that is another story because there's a lot of different machine people and the utility how you can share this information because the most important one you want to all this one can work smart or efficiency you need to you know make sure every information is transparent or mm. can be shared in any discussion about edge intelligence there's always a discussion about edge versus cloud so what about the middle way what is that the design or the operating system or the environment for H controller or H device, which is different from the IT side, like uh, cloud or like H server. Okay. But you cannot do every, you know, calculation or every uh, operation at the H device because sometimes the H device they have some limitation. Correct. For example, like a power budget. Like, uh, you know, you cannot put a big server inside this H device because there's a lot of power consumption issue, the cost issue or power budget issue, right? So you need to move some of the heavy operation or analytical in the server side. 
But this server is on premium. You cannot push back to the cloud. So that is why there is a middle side we call the edge server. For example, different kind of gateway or okay, we call the MEC, uh, the multi-access edge computing. Correct. Or the mobile edge server or something like that, right? Yes. yes. So if you have a different device, you if you have a server, definitely there's a network between those of them. We call this is a H network. So in the future, the, uh, we believe if the connectivity is going to the wireless, the private 5G will be the trend of where it became more and more important. Yes. Because uh, this is, you know, all the enterprise their future uh, wireless connectivity, I think the 5G could be a best solution in the future. Based on this one, you need to have a edge connectivity. So you need a different edge operating system and edge connectivity to con communicate with each other. So our, our thought or our principle is, everybody talk about the IT and the OT conversion, right? But uh, so far, you did not uh, really got what is the solution today. So AD Link, our principle or our solution is, we believe OT and IT need to be converted at the H network, or we call the H connectivities. What's the future of edge hardware infrastructure and the software? In the future, the, the edge mm. controller or edge gateway, or we call the edge, edge platform, the hardware edge platform, is going mm. to more and more complicate. Five mm. years ago, most of the controller, you know, most of the CPU just only in the cross 86, okay, Intel base, right? And uh, mm. you have an Intel CPU bundle with different IO that and you give them the enclosure to fulfill a different environment. That is what we call the embedded computing. So mm -hmm. uh, CPU is very homogeneous. And even the software, the 90% of the software is based on the Microsoft window, no matter embedded window or the, the window, you know, the 10, 9, something like that, because that is a very mature and a reliable operating system. But if you look at the future age, because you are going to put more and more intelligence inside the age. Yep. So today you got GPU, you got more SOC, do the video analytic, or, or blah, blah, blah. So, and uh, if you go to the low power consumption, so the ARM processor will play some significant position at the age side. It's yeah. not everything go to the, the Intel architecture, right? So mm -hmm. you will see the, the hardware is going to from the homogeneous architect go to the heterogeneous architect. So the hardware integration will become more and more complicated. Mm -hmm. So you have a different kind of uh, industry module to fulfill different uh, vertical applications. For example, if you go to the military, you can use the VPX or Compact PCI. 
if you go to the industry, maybe you will use the uh, Kong Express. If you want to have a GPU solution, maybe you will use the MXM form factor. So ADLink, we have a 20 plus year experience, understand how to integrate all this one became a application ready edge platform, what we call AWS. Yes. Okay. But the problem is the hardware became heterogeneous. How about the software? You cannot go to use the window system on the top of OnBase. The mm -hmm. other one is that so many SOC is going to be available. And uh, so your operating system is getting more and more complicated. So mm -hmm. Linux come in because ARM, right? And mm -hmm. if you go to different vertical, for example, if you go to the uh, robotics, you need the real-time operating system. If you go to the vehicle, you need uh, a safety operating system like a Kunix. Mm. Okay, so that is the operating system is going to more and more complicated. The other one is for embedded, maybe you only can, can consider the southbound connectivity. But if you go to the edge, you need to consider about the east, the west, and even communicate with the north, the cloud. So the mm. connectivity will be another issue. So okay. there's a middle way between the application and the hardware. We call that is a HOS. So the HOS actually is a mix between the operating system and the connectivity. And based on different hardware, you need to adapt the different OS and connectivity as well. So this is actually uh, the, I think uh, four years ago, we acquired a software company from UK. Uh, it's a UK-based company called Tech. So they're co-technology called DDS. So today, ADLink, we already integrate this uh, DDS with different operating system to fulfill a different vertical. And uh, fortunately, uh, two, two and a half years ago, another open source community called RAS, so mm -hmm. they their next generation platform called RAS2, they adapt uh, the DDS to fulfill as a middle ways for connectivity. So the connectivity between uh, Roba and the Roba. And uh, also uh, another uh, open source foundations that in Europe, we call the AutoSA, and in Asia, yes. they, there's a, another called AutoWave. They also adapt DDS as a adaptive platforms. So uh, you, you, you could see the now, if we talk about the intelligent device, no matter this is a vehicle or this is a robotic, everybody consider about the connectivity because the connectivity is the key, is a key technology to fulfill the future swarm autonomy. Why? Because if you want to swarm autonomy, you need to awareness, you need to share the information between each other. But the most efficient way is peer-to-peer -peer 
real-time connectivity, but not every message go to the cloud and back to the edge again. Actually, AD-Link, we have two core technology. One is integrate the hardware from the module became an application-ready platform. That is a red color shows. And the second one is we do the hardware and the software integrations. So integrate the middle way, which is the different operating system with connectivity to fulfill different industry verticals. So first one is hardware integration. The second one is hardware and the software integration. So this is the platform and the solution we believe based on this one, we can give our customer very simple and easily migrate from the automation or embedded business go to the age of autonomy business. Next, we switch to IoT. And I started by asking Josh Pansidar, Managing Director of Advantech Europe, about some of the trade-off considerations between developing and implementing intelligence in IoT solutions. There's a move to sort of find the right balance, you know, the, the trade-off between you know, uh, the power consumption, the latency, and the you know, performance. And I guess, where do you fit in enabling that? All decisions are made in different layers of computing. And uh, with this huge portfolio of hardware and software stacks running on the hardware, um, we can cover from data acquisition till the edge and also the cloud. But but, uh, in the cloud, there are many major players who have the cloud infrastructure already. Yeah. And, and we are talking about Microsoft Azure or uh, Amazon Web Services or Software AG, uh, big cloud systems which are used to, uh, let's say, make your dashboards on a country scale or a global scale. That is their strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is that uh, the cost for having those cloud services are very high once you started to uh, communicate data from the edge and bringing back. So. The necessity to make IoT uh, cost-effective was to make decisions on the edge. And uh, with this portfolio that we have, we have a unique uh, proposition because the edge needs different, uh, let's say, performances. And uh, recently, let's say some since few years, uh, we can run artificial intelligence also on the edge based on Microsoft and also NVIDIA uh, AI CPU technology and all uh, based on high performance. So once you run the edge edge algorithms, you need high performance and the the NVIDIA Jetson CPU or the Microsoft uh, Intel CPUs are able to provide that. Uh, If I look today, uh, I did not expect that the need of AI platform was so uh, ramping up because uh, I expected that AI is still very far away for implementations, but it's not uh, because uh, COVID also accelerated the use in AI for medical applications and 
we have now uh, applications running where uh, AI algorithms running on our computing platforms are able to uh, visualize potential COVID contamination in real time at a patient entering a space. Uh, one thing is clear, and that is also a learning within Advantech, uh, verticalization in the, in the domain that you want to be the best in is uh, crucial. Otherwise, you will stay a generalist. And AI is really uh, uh, domain-focused orientation. You cannot create a general AI algorithms to take care of everything in each vertical. There are some, con some common things you can reuse, you know, some, some uh, basic algorithms uh, who are coming back in each part of a vertical AI, uh, like statistics is used, but you need to have specific KPI uh, calculations in the vertical domain. And where, where I say that you cannot be specialist in everything. That's why we have these three sectors, industry, embedded, and smart city. And with these three sectors, we can cover a lot of, let's say, intelligent applications with their own ecosystem, with their own specific hardware, because you can imagine it in that in factories, you need different communication protocols than the smart grids mm. or old rolling stock, because the certifications are also different, because the environment is different. And having those platforms with the vertical AI algorithms and the own communication stacks, I think that is really the future that we see. Where are we on IoT security? If you look to how companies are preparing for their uh, security um, platforms, uh, they are still very um, uncertain about placing critical data outside their firewall. And uh, important is that you can give the customer both solutions before the firewall, means on-premises, and there is where edge comes again because you can run a lot of decisions before your firewall on the edge and only release critical data if you want to go outside your fire firewall uh, in the cloud. So um, it depends the vertical market and the application that the customer has. Uh, but it is possible technology-wise today to make this uh, scenario in many verticals. So uh, also our own software has all the uh, security features. We have also our cloud platform, which is communicating uh, into the edge with all the security stacks available. And there are different ways also to secure your connection. You can have, for example, uh, uh, solutions to have uh, databases in between, which is creating authentication uh, uh, possibilities first before you can go to another layer. Uh, you can have, of course, the standard McAfee uh, security stacks. We are bringing also the competency of companies who are working decades already in security with communication protocols to add that as part of our security stack. Uh, you can imagine that uh, companies who are printing money 
have a different security uh, requirement than uh, companies who are managing water installations or the automotive who doesn't want to release, of course, their production data to ex uh, externals. So that is uh, also an accelerator for us to have the state of art securities besides the, uh, the Microsoft, the McAfee's and so on. Tell us about the importance of having domain-specific knowledge and partners and uh, your co-creation strategy. If you want to bring in the vertical an end-user-ready solution, uh, it, it is inevitable for a company like Advantech to work with uh, solution integrators, domain-specific uh, companies who, whose core competence is to transform uh, processes into software. End users often doesn't know what they want. Okay. Okay. So uh, you need to give them ideas. You need to uh, show them uh, how their uh, operations could be optimized using IoT uh, technology. Uh, it means that this uh, a very good place for Advantech to show their co-created solutions. Advantech called them solution-ready packages, SRPs. Our strategy launched some years ago, initiated uh, domain-focused software integrators to team up with us and to co-create these SRPs to trigger end users for ideas. We were able to find these domain-focused system integrators across the globe. And this initiative from Advantech is a global initiative. Means that companies in China co-created with Advantech solution-ready packages in retail, in medical, in manufacturing, and robotization, in AGVs, uh, OEE, everything. In Europe, we did the same, uh, because in Europe, you have also a different way of automation and IoT. Uh, there, we, we need to be careful about uh, GDPR, protection mm. of people's uh, 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 information. Uh, and it means that also the way that operators are operating machines. What are the trends? that you're seeing right now, especially post-COVID-19? The COVID has been really an accelerator mm. to uh, implement smart cities, smart factories, smart infrastructure. In the past, it was only talking, uh, but the COVID really changed the way that Europe has been uh, looking to the implementation and created the sense of urgency that they need to speed up. And I give you the example of, uh, of this uh, COVID detection uh, where uh, AI is used, uh, the modeling of AI is used uh, to detect COVID indicate, uh, indicators. It means that um, if COVID didn't happen, this AI algorithm was probably not yet uh, used in this scale. Now 40 hospitals across uh, uh, Europe are using this with cloud services and edge computing from Advantech and the algorithm of this company called Kibin in this case. Uh, this application can be found also on a website. 
The second is, uh, I found that the necessity to change the way that we are producing uh, is accelerating. For example, in the food industry, uh, contamination happened. Uh, people in uh, food processing industry, they got infected because they were working very close uh, to each other. And we see that in a closed room, people closely are getting infected and consequences can be high. So mm. the need of robotization is accelerated there. AGVs are pushed now much faster into this process to create space and to create agility, reduce also the, let's say, the total cost of operations into this. Th those were ideas where the food processing industries were just making plans. But with the COVID in three months, they were forced to do it. Otherwise, they cannot uh, provide goods anymore or food anymore. So their business is in jeopardy. So mm. implementations happen there. Um, another example is in the automotive. Adventec is very strong uh, in supplying to the automotive sectors, not only to the OEMs, but also on the T1 and T2 below that. So we know that uh, COVID caused that uh, many factories closed or had part-time workers, half-time, or we say short-time working. Mm. Uh, still, some companies will have short-time till the end of the year. And we all know that automotive struggling with their traditional combustion engines, what yes. to do, shall we go to uh, hydrogen or shall we go electrical or shall we combine all those three technologies uh, because uh, combustion is not so bad uh, if you look to the carbon dioxide exhaust compared to electrical and, and, and. So there were many studies where car automotive, car manufacturers said, okay, Let's postpone. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. But with the COVID, we see that now opening up again the factories. Uh, France, for example, said uh, we are going to uh, inject a multi-billion dollar uh, investment uh, to make the French car industry become the biggest e-car manufacturers in Europe. Can you imagine what that has for impact to the German automotive industry? Yes. Because the Germans, they like to have the combustion, they like the sound, they like <laughs> to have the, let's say, the, the feeling that you are driving a car, where in an electrical car, you don't have that sound anymore. So it will disrupt, COVID will disrupt the automotive sector and countries need to make, let's say, a decision now. They cannot wait. And France gave a very strong sign. That is the third example. Now Tesla is building a factory in Berlin, in Germany. Uh, this French initiative will create a lot of new innovations. Uh, they need to, they cannot just mm, throw away the brownfield, right? They, they still have uh, very big investments running. So they need to integrate a part of the brownfield into the new environment enabled by IoT and create new manufacturing um, uh, uh, manufacturing lines uh, to build new type of cars. But they will not do everything from scratch. I cannot imagine that Peugeot or Renault will just flat their factories and start from scratch. <laughs> so th there will be need of connecting OT to IT. There is where Advantech comes back in the edge with IoT. Okay. 
and enable it. Uh, and uh, also with the new lines, um, getting transparent uh, uh, infrastructure and automation instead of traditional automation, which was in the past, that is, that is over. It means those companies will go to open transparent platforms like Eventlab. So yes, you see that opportunity. So that was Josh Bansidar from Advantech. And earlier we heard from Jim Liu of ADLink. There will be more on this topic at our Boards and Solutions virtual conference coming up in the next couple of months, where Jim Liu will be presenting more on ADLink's vision on how edge autonomy is implemented. And Advantech will talk more about solution-ready products for IoT and smart cities. That's all for this episode. That was Embedded Edge with Nitin, and I'm Nitin Dahad.